0: Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton, and I am biased, but I think this episode is going to be awesome. These are the kinds of topics that are the reason I started this podcast and the reason I started Primal Potential less than a year ago. This is where I see a huge area of need and misunderstanding and room for improvement. We definitely talk a lot about nutrition on the podcast and we talk a bit about fitness and those are critical topics as they relate to fat loss and health in general, but as I've said before... Fat loss, really, as much as we want to think it is, is not as much about what we eat as it is about why we eat, why we make choices that aren't aligned with our goals when we know what to do differently, why there is this gap between our intentions and our actions, and this May challenge we have going on, uh, if you're listening to this in the month of May, this one a Day to Transform in May challenge has been amazing for me because it's helping me to see where you all are struggling most, even though you might not see it yet. And hopefully, we're going to change that today. And even if we change it for one of you, I will be beyond thrilled. The kinds of comments that I'm seeing on social media and getting via email are really showing me why you're struggling, and it's why I struggled initially too, and it has nothing to do with what you're having for breakfast or what you're eating after dinner. It's it's very different. It is a mental game, because again, most of us know what we should and shouldn't eat if our goal is fat loss, right? But we act differently. We make different choices. So it is much less about what we are eating and more about why we are eating. And before I dive into the red flags that I'm seeing from you directly on email and social media, I want to tell you how this manifested in me personally I was the queen of self-deprecating humor. I routinely, like daily, made jokes about my weight and the size of my clothes and my appetite. And then even when I wasn't joking, I was very regularly either thinking or saying some pretty defeatist types of things, like I've always been fat, my metabolism is jacked up, losing weight is so much harder than it is you know, for me than it is for everybody else, I have no willpower, I get started, but I always fall off the wagon, I'm a sucker for ice cream, I can never say no. I thought that those thoughts and feelings were descriptive of my life and my situation and my body and my relationship with food, and they were but they were also prescriptive, prescribing how I would behave moving forward because we act in accordance with what we believe to be true. And I was telling myself, you're fat. You have no willpower. You have no self-control. And I was choosing to focus on those things. I was always fat. I would always be fat. That was just the way it was going to be. And then I heard a powerful quote that I remind myself still every single day. And I work to remind my clients of it too. And you guys, when you make these kinds of comments on social media or over email, when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. When you argue for your limitations, whatever's holding you back, you get to keep them. So be very careful what you are arguing for. Some of the things that I've seen this week, and I get it, I understand you think you're describing your situation, but I want you to understand you are also prescribing it. You are telling yourself how to act. You are instructing yourself. When I drink wine, my food choices are terrible. Why instruct yourself that way? Or the weekends are impossible for me. I always go overboard. And I would say that you will continue to if that's what you choose to instruct yourself with. Or I gain weight every summer. The kids are home and I eat all day long. That's a dangerous message to tell yourself. I mean, think about it. How would you feel if your child went to school every day saying, I'm dumb, I fail every test I take, I always blank out as soon as the paper gets in front of me? You would recognize how that belief influences their performance and you'd tell them to do an about face, but you don't take that approach with yourself. You don't consider how your thoughts and your feelings are influencing your actions and holding you back. And I've also seen people saying, I just can't stop myself from snacking at night. Well, then you're right. If you can't stop yourself, you can't stop yourself. If that's what you're telling yourself, that's what your reality will be. We need to get in tune with what is real but not true what is real but not true. And I heard this awesome story. Um, I've talked before about how I love Tara Brock's podcast. She's like a meditation uh, teacher. And um, it was just, it resonated so deeply with me. She told this story about a bagpiper Who was asked by a funeral director to play the bagpipe at a grade-size service um, for a homeless man? He had no family, he had no friends, and he, he just asked him to do this favor and go play the bagpipes at his burial. All right? Well, It was kind of like in the backwoods of Kentucky, and the bagpiper didn't know how to get there. He wasn't familiar with the area. He ended up getting really lost and typically didn't stop for directions, right? That's kind of cliche part of every story with a man driving. Um, So he got there like an hour late, and the funeral director was gone at that point. You know, There was no hearse, nothing like that, just a few diggers, and they were eating lunch. But he felt so bad that, you know, he had agreed to do this for this guy that had no family or whatever. So he's like, well, I'm going to play anyway. So he gets out and he apologized to the diggers for being late. And he goes to the side of the grave and the vault lid was already closed. And so he's like, I mean, I'm just going to play this guy. You know, he didn't have anybody. I'm going to play. So the workers put down their lunch and they kind of gather around the hole in the ground and the bagpiper is just playing his heart out. Kind of, he feels so bad and he's just playing like he's never played before for this poor homeless man, right? And he's playing Amazing Grace and the workers start to cry, right? It's just beautiful and they start to cry and the bagpiper finishes up and he's carrying his bagpipes to the car and he's, he's feeling all emotional and he looks back towards the guys and they're kind of standing around the hole in the ground and he hears one of the guys say, sweet mother of Jesus, I've never seen anything like that before and I've been putting in septic tanks for over 20 years. I mean, I think that's so reflective of kind of the way we think about things. What are you believing that is real, but not true? It's just not true. It's holding you back, but it's not real. And I'll give you an example. Somebody emailed me the other day and they were feeling really nervous about the upcoming summer. And they shared that last summer they gained 20 pounds over the summer because their kids were home from school and there was always food around and she was feeling very concerned that the same thing would happen this summer. So I gently reminded her and my perception of gentleness might be different from other people's. I, you know, I'm from New England, I'm a Yankee and I don't do gentle very well, but I gently reminded her that she didn't gain weight because food was around, or because her kids were home from school. She gained weight because she made a choice to put food in her mouth over and over and over again. And she made a choice to feed herself when she didn't need to be fed, when her body didn't need fuel. That is a choice, and it's completely independent of the kids being home or food being close by. It's just a choice. And that's not a bad thing. In fact, I see it as an empowering thing because this summer, the kids will be around and the food will be around. But the past does not need to be predictive of the future unless she chooses to act in the same way. Now, if she goes into it saying, I have no control when food is around and I just overeat when the kids are there and food's out, well, her choices will reflect that belief, right? But, If she chooses to change those thoughts and beliefs, then she can also change her behavior. We've conditioned ourselves for specific expectations, and in more cases than not, we will achieve exactly what we are anticipating. If you think that your thoughts don't impact your reality or impact your body in a very, very real, true way, you're wrong. Of course they do. Look at lie detectors, right? The whole test, the whole lie detector philosophy is based on physical changes to your body with your thoughts, right? You create a measurable reaction in your body just based on your thoughts and your words. So use that to your advantage. That's awesome. That's not bad news like, oh, I'm screwed because I think all these negative thoughts. No, you're not. You can take control of that. Own it. Let it work in your favor. Your food choices will get easier when you take control of your thoughts. Your compliance and your consistency will will improve if you do the work, if you make the choice. And it's always a choice. And it might not be easy to turn off that negative tape, but you don't have to listen to it. You just have to replace it. It goes back to one of my favorite quotes that I feel like I say on here all the time. Learn to stop listening to yourself and instead to start talking to yourself. Just stop listening. When you notice that, replace it with more positive, affirming thoughts. So let's talk practical implementation. How can we do this? One thing that I would encourage you to start with is just by keeping an inventory of all the negative thoughts. They might be so natural and so common to you that you don't even recognize them. So maybe for a day or even a week, you write down, or at least make mental note of, every single negative thought. I guarantee you will be amazed. And it starts with just like, oh, I look fat in these pants, right? I have no self-control. I hate food prep. Weekends are so hard. I never work out when I say I will. Write them all down and become aware of how constant that stream of negativity is. Then... Create some affirmations that reflect the kind of relationship you want to have with your body and with food and with your emotions. Now, start them with the words, I am, right? I think that's a great way to start them. And I'm actively in the process of changing my affirmations to all begin with, I am, a declarative statement of who I am, okay? And then make sure they're stated in the positive, not like, I am somebody who resists wine, Right, But because you want it to be positive and affirming and not like, don't think about the pink elephant, because then all you think about is the pink elephant. So state them in the positive and tie in emotion or feeling that you want to have for yourself. Okay, so I am strong and capable. I am in control of my choices. I am proud of the fact that I choose to think Positive, optimistic, and empowering thoughts, right? I am excited that I am actively creating a leaner and stronger body every day. I am proud of the way that I choose foods that make me feel amazing because I love them. So those sorts of things. And then it's not enough to just like set it in and forget it. Say them. Read them. Say them aloud with conviction. Claim them as your own. I don't really care if it feels awkward. How great does it feel to tell yourself you're fat? It might be comfortable, but it doesn't feel good, right? So get used to that. Be okay with the fact that it feels a little weird because it just might work. And I would argue that the negativity you're pumping into your brain isn't really serving you all that well, right? So Say them regularly, not like once a week. The more you do it, the more it'll work for you. I recommend a minimum of a couple of times a day. And don't just be like, I'm strong and capable. I'm proud of my choices and I'm choosing food. God, this sucks. But like really own it and get excited. And it doesn't matter if it's fake it till you make it. It's better than I'm fat and miserable and I make crappy choices every day, right? If you set them and forget them, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Now, the other thing is you have to allow them to influence your behavior. You have to choose to act in a way reflective of these affirmations. And I was talking to a friend the other day and I said, This is kind of like, you can get into a a sticky situation here, kind of like people who read the Bible to say like, "Up, I can check that off the list. I, I read my Bible today. And then you go around acting like a heathen, right? The point of reading your Bible or reading a positive book or anything like that isn't like, Done, put it in my head, but it is to influence your actions. So don't just say them and then go willy-nilly and have a pint of ice cream. Choose to keep them in the front of your mind. Saying them is as much about programming that as a belief in your mind as it is a as, as it is a reminder of how we want to act and behave and make choices throughout the day. So choose to act in a way reflective of your affirmations and you know what sometimes you won't want to do it anyway. Do it anyway, right? It's like sometimes we don't want to be kind to someone who has hurt us. Do it anyway, right? It's it's no different than that. Treat yourself the way you deserve to be treated. Don't just check off the box that I read my affirmations and then go about your day like through the vending machine and drinking soda and getting pizza for dinner. Choose to act in a way that is reflective of your affirmations. Do not let there be this huge gap between your affirmations and your actions. That's a choice. It's not like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I say my affirmations, but then, you know, my behavior falls through the floor. Only if you choose to, right? And then choose to replace that negative tape playing in your head, even though sometimes we like to be the victim. Sometimes it feels good to beat ourselves up and feel sorry for ourselves. Fine, I get that. I've done that. It's an ego protection thing. But is it serving you? Is it working? Are you happy where you're at? If the answer is no, then change. That's just a choice. It is a choice that we make over and over and over again. I'm going to read my affirmations, and then in this moment when I have a choice to go left or go right, I'm going to go in the direction of my affirmations, in the way that I am prescribing my actions, okay? This is a huge part of the fat loss, weight loss, health puzzle. It's not just about food. If it were just about food, it would be easy. It's not hard to make good food choices. We overcomplicate that part and we focus on it because we don't want to focus on the real stuff, the real work, and the real work isn't on our plate. The real work is in our head and in our heart. And if you want lasting results, that is the magic. Think about it. What's harder, doing the work to move towards your goals or beating yourself up for not being where you want to be? And if you don't believe me that this works, that's okay. I mean, like, who am I, right? What you choose to think about your body, yourself, your actions, your choices, it impacts your reality, and you can take it from people far wiser than I am. Albert Einstein, for example, said, the world as we have created it is a process of our thinking. It cannot be changed without changing our thinking. So just changing your food choices is not enough. You have to change your thinking. Gandhi said, a man is but the product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes. And Buddha said, all that we are is but a result of what we have thought. This is powerful stuff and it's not, it doesn't take major, major effort. It just requires that you get out of your comfort zone, which many of us don't want to do, but is your comfort zone reflective of the life you want, of the mindset you want, of the body you want? If it's not, step outside, right? And I want to say, as we wrap up today, I am currently working on a seminar on overcoming self-limiting behaviors and beating emotional eating because I know that it's not just about food. It is about what drives us to make our food choices, and most of that is our self-limiting beliefs and behaviors and emotional eating. And I want to make sure that this seminar addresses all of your needs and concerns. So if you would, go over to primalpotential.com and get on the email list. You can get on it right on the homepage. And then get in touch with me via email. Let me know where your biggest struggles are so that I can make sure to address them and cover them in this seminar so that you can beat this stuff once and for all and create your own transformation. I hope this was helpful to you. I think that this is such a powerful, powerful topic if you choose to do what it takes to make it work for you. So let me know what you think. Let me know if you have questions. And let me know where your struggles are in this realm of self-limiting behaviors and beliefs and emotional eating. And until next time, guys, stay healthy.